news. Real kids, real questions. Hi everyone, and thanks for joining us on Kids Cues. I'm Kate. And I'm Dylan. And we've got a very special episode for you today. If you love footy, then you're in for a treat, because we're going to be speaking with a champion who went from kicking a ball in his backyard to this. If he kicks the goal, I think West Coast can win the grand final. Two minutes and just under. Massive. Oh my gosh, I remember that moment. The West Coast Eagles versus Collingwood in the 2018 grand final. Imagine that pressure. The entire team, almost the entire state, depending on you to put it through the posts. And this is what happened. Sheed from the boundary. Needs to be inch perfect. He is. He's got the most impossible goal. That was the moment Dom Sheed, a young boy who grew up in Kalgoorlie, made AFL history. Sheed has kicked a remarkable grand final goal. Imagine his relief. He literally snatched the cup in the dying minutes of the game. And imagine all the training to get to that point. Today, students from Kalgoorlie Primary School are pretty excited to hear from their hometown hero about his journey to the top. Dom Sheed, thanks so much for joining us on Kids Cues. No dramas, thanks for having me. Well, I'm a big fan, so I'm super excited that you could take the time out to chat to us today. Yeah, I'm excited as well. This is actually one of my first podcasts, so I'm very happy to be here. A lot of kids dream about being an AFL star, including me in pre-primary. So our first question comes from Matt in Year 6, who wants to know about your early playing days. How old were you when you started playing footy and what made you start playing? So my early playing days, I grew up in Kyagooli and I think I played majority of sports, cricket, hockey, tennis, soccer. And then I think I was about six or seven and... One of my mates asked me to come down and fill in at Auskick level. So I went down there and I had a kick around and I just loved it. I loved the team environment. I loved how competitive it was and all of that. So from there, I pretty much just kept pursuing my love for it and my love for the game grew. So from there, I played for Mines Rovers and JPC Saints in Kalgoorlie and then moved to Perth, played for Subiaco. And from there, was very fortunate to get drafted to the club that I barracked for as a kid. That must have been really great when you got drafted to the West Coast Eagles. I watched the West Coast Eagles play in the 2005 and 2006 grand finals and I remember one of my favourite players, Daniel Kerr, he wore number four and I saw him win a premiership and when he went up to get his medal, I thought that I want to be that person one day. So that was sort of a light bulb moment with me that I wanted to do that and it's funny enough that I'm actually wearing his number four and won a premiership as well so I did really did fulfill a childhood dream there. Well I bet heaps of kids would want to follow in your footsteps. Definitely. And I'm curious who were your other idols growing up? I was a West Coast mad. Their midfield, Chris Judd, Daniel Kerr, Dean Cox, Andrew Embley, all of these players I absolutely loved. And I really enjoyed my cricket as well. So I loved watching Adam Gilchrist play. He was probably my favourite player to watch playing cricket. And just like you looked up to a lot of people, now a bunch of young children looking up at you as well. It's obviously a lot of hard work. And Aidan wants to know about any hurdles you faced. 
I would like to know, did you face any challenges or obstacles becoming an AFL player? Yeah, I did face a lot of challenges. Um, you know, I was 15 years old, grew up in a small country town and had to um, make the decision to move to Perth to pursue playing footy. So I moved away from all my family and friends, which was very difficult at the time. But I eventually got over that. It took me a few years, but I always had that one goal of what I wanted to do, which kept me on track. So when things did get difficult, I knew why I was doing it and why I was putting myself through it. And that was to fulfill a dream. I've had a whole bunch of injuries as well, which, um, you know, most sportsmen get. So, you know, working through those can get difficult at times. But if you have that end goal of where you want to be, I don't think much can really get in your way. Yeah, well, that's a great reminder for everyone listening out there. Have a goal, and if something goes wrong, you can always look back to that for comfort. And I know that um, some people can get really upset, including me, when I tore my hamstring just before my high jump round. (laughs) People can get really upset. Absolutely. You have every reason to get upset if you get injured or hurt or if things don't quite go your way. It's okay to be upset and to be sad. At some point, you've got to accept it and move on and keep pushing forward. Yeah, definitely. Joe would like to ask about a moment many young footballers dream about. How did it feel to play your first game in AFL? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, it was a dream of mine. My family was all there watching and I remember I had Matt Prittis before we ran out said, this will be the best moment of your life. And I ran out onto Subiaco Oval in front of 40,000 people and it was just one of those moments where 40,000 people yell and scream and I just couldn't couldn't believe it got to run through the banner. It was exciting. So my first touch of the footy actually was I come on the ground in a centre bounce and Nick Nat tapped the ball to me. He said, Dom, I'm going to hit this one to you. He tapped the ball to me and I grabbed it and I thought, how good is this? And then I had an opposition player come and just bowl me over. And, um, yeah, that was a very early reminder that this was going to be a tough journey, but that was my first experience at AFL level. So uh, it was great. I loved every moment of it. It must have been so overwhelming walking out onto the field with so many people watching and cheering. And then imagine taking that to the next level, a grand final. Nathaniel wants to ask you about the 2018 Grand Final and how you felt going into that game against Collingwood. What was it like to make the Grand Final? Was it exciting or scary? And how was it to calm your nerves? I think it was more exciting than anything. So I made a Grand Final in 2015 and we got absolutely smashed by Hawthorne. So I was a little bit scared at the fact that I didn't want to get smashed again because I knew how much that hurt. But I was very grateful for the opportunity to be able to play in another one because not many people get that chance. So the excitement took over and, you know, the whole grand final week is just so overwhelming. But, you know, you just want to win so badly. It, it was always my dream that, you know, you've got to try to stay calm as much as you can and keep focused on playing footy rather than all the noise outside so we got coached very well by Adam Simpson leading into our 2018 grand final in terms of keeping calm we did a lot of mindfulness throughout the year which was very beneficial heading into a grand final. 
Wow, well, you must have had nerves of steel because, as we mentioned earlier, in the final minutes, you got the ball and had to kick what looked like an impossible goal. Yes. Yeah, it was a tough angle. I probably didn't have too much time to get nervous as you've only got, you know, 20, 30 seconds to take your shot. I didn't quite know how long was left, but, you know, I think it was one of those kicks where if I missed it, nobody would have really minded because it was a tough kick. I think... If I've got the footy directly in front of goal 20 metres out, there's just as much pressure on that kick, if not more, because you're expected to kick it. So in a sense, I had less pressure on me, but, you know, those last moments in a game are just so crucial. I was very fortunate that I ended up with the ball in my hands and was able to kick it. But, yeah, I didn't have too much time to get nervous. Well, I must admit, that kick was pretty incredible. But yeah, it was. I have to confess, I'm actually a Collingwood supporter, so oh. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And how did you feel when the ball went through the goalposts? Yeah, I think my emotions just took over. You know, I before I kicked the footy, some of your Collingwood supporters were... <laughs> over my back right shoulder yelling and screaming at me, saying, miss it, you shouldn't even be playing, miss it, kick it out on the full. So I think once I kicked the goal, my emotions just took over and I turned back around to them and gave them a little celebration and moved on. But it was just one of those moments in footy where, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and I was just very, very grateful that I was able to make the most of it. I did see a bit of that footage when those Collingwood supporters were talking to you during the game before the impossible goal. Yes. <laughs> um, you must have been, like, celebrating for a year. Or even more. Yeah, you should still yeah. be celebrating. Yeah, no, still celebrating at the moment. <laughs> um, no, we, uh, we did celebrate a lot. You know, so many people dream of winning a grand final, and that was certainly one of mine, so... We enjoyed it, but, you know, play, with playing footy, the next season comes around very quickly. So you've got to, at some point, put that aside and keep moving forward. And, you know, off winning that premiership, all I want to do is win another one. So my sights are set on that. And, you know, winning that premiership that I did is something that I'll reflect on now when I finish playing footy at the end of my career. But right now, uh, my focus is going in towards trying to win another one. I hope you do win another one because I'm a big Eagles supporter. I guess with that win comes this public spotlight, which leads us to a really good question from Sienna. How can professional athletes be good role models for young people? That's a great question. I think that, you know, setting a good example is very important. You know, I try giving back to the community as much as I can and to all the supporters and fans, you know, with the social media platforms that we're able to get in touch with these days it's very easy to get a good message across to a lot of people at one time so social media is used as a way to I guess give back and be a good role model but also fitting in just with the wider community you know you want to be just a good good person so I think being in a football environment you get taught a lot of good life lessons and that's what I'm I've been very grateful for so far. We know that racism can be a bit of a big problem in society and Aidan would like to know about its impact on football. How do you and your teammates respond to racism on the football field? Racism is just not on. You know, everybody knows that and we're trying to stamp it out of the game. 
I think on the football field, there's little to no racism actually on the football field, which is great because the AFL players and the AFL community know it's not acceptable. I think it's more so the wider community where it comes from. And, you know, our coach, Adam Simpson, gave us some really good advice on racism and it's just educate people as much as you can. And I think everybody's heard somebody be racist or everybody, yeah, has heard somebody make a remark which is racist and hasn't said anything, just sort of let it slip past. But the advice he gave us is that every time you hear it, whether it's your family, your friends, anytime you hear somebody being racist, you got to be the big enough person to tell them, you know, that's not on, that's unacceptable and this is why it's unacceptable. And it starts at educating people. Absolutely. And we've spoken to Stan Grant on a previous podcast about racism and he said it's really important that we talk about this issue to help educate, like you said. Absolutely. And, you know, at our football club, we've got a lot of people with very thick skin, so a lot of people can handle handle it and deal with it and a lot of people can't handle it so it's just absolutely not on and I think we're making very good strides and taking very good steps in the way of stamping it out completely but once again it is educating and it is talking about it you're dead right that's nearly exactly what Stan Grant said absolutely well it's been a very unusual season for the AFL and Jensen would like to know about the impacts of COVID-19 How did it affect you this year when the season was postponed due to COVID-19? Yeah, it affected, you know, us massively as an AFL community playing group. I think during these times, you've just got to try to be grateful for what you do have. And, you know, there's somebody always going with the mindset of somebody out there is doing it tougher than you. So that's what I've sort of been trying to go with, which has helped me a lot. And, you know, COVID has affected you know, the whole world. It hasn't just affected the AFL community. So um, for us to still be playing footy and to be, you know, being able to run out with 22 of my teammates every single week at the moment is I'm very grateful for and I love doing it. I, I can't wait for the finals to come around and, you know, to, to play footy and hopefully COVID will go. But unfortunately, we've got to go travel to Queensland and finish off the season. So, we're going to come up with a few more struggles in terms of being away from our families, which a lot of our boys have kids and they have wives and girlfriends. So it's going to be very difficult, but we'll put things in place to make sure that we can get through it. It must be very tough for you and your teammates and also everyone else being affected by COVID. But I guess like everything else, football also has to find a way to adapt. But you can't exactly do a football Zoom session. So... Before we leave you, we have one last question from Jensen in Year 5. What would be your advice to anyone with a goal or a dream? Anyone with a goal or a dream, I think you've got to set set in place a plan of how you're going to reach that goal, what you need to do to get there, and it starts with making sacrifices. I had to make, everybody has to make sacrifices at some point in their life. I had to make plenty, and so did a lot of other people. So you've got to be prepared to make sacrifices. You've got to love what you're doing. And most importantly, I think that you've got to enjoy the journey along the way because if you're not loving what you're doing, then you're not going to be successful. So whatever you do, whether it's ups or downs, you're definitely going to have downs. Everything's not always great. But as long as along the way, you can enjoy the journey.
Well, West Coast Eagles midfielder Dom Sheed, we can't thank you enough for talking to us. Thank you very much for having me and all the best with the future and your podcast. It, it sounds great. Thanks again and good luck for the rest of the season. We hope to see you again this grand final. Uh, me more than Kate. <laughs> thanks for your time. It. Thank you. And thanks to the year twos right up to the year sixes from Kalgoorlie Primary School for your questions. We hope you can join us next week for Kids Cues. We're going to think about schools in a whole new way. Microchips, fingerprints and eye recognition technology. This is reimagining schools in ways you may never have dreamed of. We're going to teleport you to the future. And you thought online school classes were cool. <laughs> so join us for a look into the future next episode. Well, that's it from us. Until then, bye for now. Kids Cues, brought to you by the West Australian's Ed Magazine and 7West Media Education.